0: Soft Connection. It is Friday, and you know what that means. It's time for, you know what that means, the AEW podcast episode number 41. I am your co-host, Jordan Duncan. With me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Reish. Andrew, is something wrong, man? Like, you're not responding to my texts. You're just sending sad, crying emojis. I don't, what's going on with you?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I watch WrestleMania like all other. Fair weathered fans and okay after the results of the of the it it, it seemed to be going great and then the news came out about Endeavor buying the world wrestling entertainment and Vince McMahon is back in charge and then they had like their worst raw after mania in history Mm -hmm. other than that one when Shawn Michaels got powerbombed by Sid (laughs) um back in 1995 but with a tear in my eye I have to say that now that World Wrestling Entertainment is back in control with ben, with with Vince McMahon officially, and he won't turn the reins over no pun intended. <laughs> I, I have Luther Reigns <laughs> with a tear in my eye. It, I think I think all hope is lost in professional wrestling. I I I have to retire from podcasting about professional wrestling because. If WWE is going to go back to the way it was under Vince McMahon, because I said on the show, if Vince McMahon is back in charge of WWE, I will not watch it. Hmm. And I'm standing by it, and I just I, – there's no more wrestling to watch anymore.
0: Well, Andrew, like, let, me, let me give you three options to change your mind. Okay? Okay. Number one, it's a new day in New Japan. Sonata is the IWGP heavyweight champion. So things are working different there. Number two... Tatanka. Yeah. (laughs) Close. Close. Hyundai Sonata, I
2: think.
0: (laughs) Alienating our Asian fans right away. (laughs) Number two, Sky Blue is officially All Elite. The sky is blue in AEW Andrew. Not EO Sky? Yeah, no. And number three, you might say Vince is resistant to change. Well, how do you explain the mustache? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. He looked like he looked like the corpse of Robert Goulet. He looked like he looked like Gomez Adams come to life. The best that um, I saw is,
0: is he looks like he would tie you to the trade tracks in an old timey movie.
1: Well, Jordan, the truth is, if I really had to get back into wrestling, I was a huge TNA fan. So there's only one promotion I would watch, but it has to involve three people: Jeff Jarrett, okay. Sting, okay. and Samoa Joe.
0: Wow! <laughs> Have I got the promotion for you, friend? Wait, what oh, do you think about TNA? Brian? What do you think about Brian Cage from Impact?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got you got a contender for me?
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> Have you heard of All Elite Wrestling?
1: What is this podcast about again? Uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was basketball. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. All right, the, the wool's over everyone's eyes, of course. Um. God, it like,
0: is episode forty-one, Dirk Nowitzki episode.
1: It's the Dirk Nowitzki episode. Um, and we we feel almost as old as Dirk Nowitzki after watching that WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, the truth is, the first night was fantastic. I love the main event tag match. Okay. I, I don't feel bad for Cody Rhodes. I, when the result happened where he got pinned, I kind of laughed. <laughs> I was just like. Of course he jobbed. Of course he (laughs) jobbed the Roman Reigns. And a lot of people were super destitute about the Raw afterwards because they heard the rumors about Vince is back on this headset and he's doing this and this and this and the Raw is terrible and he's got the influence again and nobody will watch this and what an opportunity for AEW to strike while the iron's hot. Like, Jordan, I am so tired of that narrative. Like, the truth with AEW is like, are their ratings going to bounce because of you know d- um disenchanted at WWE fans a little bit like we saw mm. that with Battle of the Belt and Rampage but the thing is like i don't feel like there's going to be this huge swing in momentum where it's like wow all you know all elite wrestling is beating them in the attendance and they're beating them in the ratings it's not going to happen like mm. the WWE is now fully integrated into this huge billion multi they're too dollar big to promotion. fail yeah. correct like, like they did. They were successful. WrestleMania was successful for them because they look at the numbers.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like last week, everyone was like wringing their hands about like the horrible stuff like that. But they, they made a billion, multi-billion dollar sale and had 15 or 16 people in attendance or the week. I think they're not losing sleep over <laughs> the direction of their company. No,
1: the only thing that I, the only thing that I found interesting coming out of that whole sale thing, I mean, clotheslines mm-hmm. and headlines and main event, they can they can talk till the cows come home about that. That's not our job. I want to talk about AEW, but the only thing that I found interesting is that Vince McMahon, in in essence, has a boss, Rahm Emanuel. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I find kind of interesting at the end of it all.
0: Yeah, I was reading today. He's uh, essentially like, I man, who wasn't today? It was a couple days ago. He's like 41% interest or – I don't know. He's not the the boss anymore. Oh,
1: wait. I'm so sorry. Ari Ari Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel is his brother, and he worked with Barack Obama. I remember him. Right. Yeah. Ari Emanuel was the one who was actually – Ari Gold, who was played by Summerfest (laughs) man uh, Jeremy Piven (laughs) in Honorage. That was the inspiration was Ari Emanuel.
0: Oh. Oh, I never knew that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: cool, head, cool, level-headed guy.
0: So, I mean, we're an AW show, but I will say this. I watched night two of WrestleMania based off everyone saying how great night one was. And I think I watched i think I think watched the wrong
1: night. That's like watching Speed 2 Cruise Control because you heard Speed 1 was good. <laughs> me and my
0: son were like, dude, we should watch WrestleMania. Everyone says it's so freaking awesome and all this stuff. And I think the high point for me was Shane McMahon showing up and just immediately tearing an ACL. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I don't wish injury on him or anything like that, and I'm sure he'll be fine. But what a hilarious way. You to, like, laugh. Don't com- lie. You
1: laugh. Oh,
0: heck yeah. Especially if you watch it back, right as he does the leapfrog, the announcer, I, I think it's Corey Gray, who
1: screams, "He still got it, and he just crumbles into <laughs> a ball. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, And, I mean, listen, props to – um. The referee Jessica Carr and uh and the and he, I guess the Miz too and uh and Snoop Dogg they basically just had to improvise the end of it yeah I mean that that was not easy I you think it was basically all scripted I
0: him. think Snoop is the one to end the the reign of Roman Reigns. <laughs> I, think,
1: <Snoop's laughs> I think he put he put bad like like Brandon like a um, Nakazawa would do he put the Vaseline on the <laughs> mat so that <laughs> Shane could slip on it's it the
0: so Roman territory. can't hold him down <laughs>
1: Well don't feel bad for Shane. I mean listen, this is a this is a man who's used to crashing and burning in big events for one night only and then leaving again. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel more bad for Dante Martin, who on the same weekend had a Sid Vicious level looking injury.
1: Horrible. Uh, the rumor is that the injury's honor. not as bad as they thought. So people are like, How can that be possible? He broke his leg in half. Right. He thought the same about Ray Phoenix when he his arm got injured in that um Yeah, and he's that, he's, that's he's bad the already dressing, so. Dressing. And he yeah, he it was like it was like a really really bad bruise basically. So That's So bizarre, you know, man, cuz I remember like... a Michigan man, Caris LeVert had this happen where it looked like he broke his leg in half. Yeah. But it's out no, he just like bruised it. You know, it's weird. The That's body's wild. weird. It's so wild you know?
0: like cuz if you watch it look it's like Sid Vicious from Sold Out uh it was a from Sin, WCW from Sin.
1: The, it was the a destroyer from a suspended rung of a ladder yeah. onto four tables. It was absolutely insane. And,
0: you know, honestly, man, I watched Some of that match, I didn't watch all of it. That spot was kind of dumb to begin with. Like, I get that they want to do a big crazy spot, it's needlessly
1: dangerous. Well, it's needlessly
0: dangerous, and even like the flow of the match. Like, if you watch it, Penta was the one who did it, he could have won the match, and instead he chose to do that move. (laughs) Like, so it's Mm kind of like one of those things where it's like, all right, that's cool, but it's not cool because the guy got hurt, but even then, it's like. Okay, well, logically, why did he even do that? Why not just take the dub? But, you know.
1: That was, um. I mean, we can talk a little bit about Supercard of Honor. Um, like, that was probably my favorite part of it, was the tag ladder match. I thought it was just absolutely insane. I thought yeah. the kingdom looked great in it. Yep. The, best, the best move I've seen in the last two weeks in AEW was this one. It was the Ring of Honor Supercard show with uh, the kingdom. Matt Taven, I don't know if this is in their repertoire. <clears throat> he does a top A. And, uh, like, a like he does a dive off the top rope, mm-hmm. no hands. And he freaking does a doomsday device on Darius Martin Jeez. with, uh, Mike Bennett had him propped on his shoulder. I was like, what the hell is that? That's insane. Um, El Hijo del Vikingo versus Commander was pretty good mm-hmm. to open the show. A little bit of a, I mean, definitely a spot fest. Sure. And then, um, Claudio and Eddie Kingston was really good.
2: It was
0: kind of like the, the weekend of bummer endings. Like you had... Mark Briscoe uh, lose to Samojo. A lot of people thought mm-hmm. he would beat him.
1: We predicted that.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of people thought Eddie might beat Claudio. <coughs> so that was a bummer. And then, of course, over on the WWE side, since we're still AEW, Cody losing. A lot of people were upset about that. And that's been a lot of discussion for the last couple of weeks. But, you know, kind of a weekend where the fans aren't going home happy on the either of the big, big shows, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't have happy endings. Sure. You know, and sure. it's a bummer, though. I mean, nothing has a happy ending. Even Impact didn't have a m- happy ending. I right. mean, I <laughs> had to watch Josh Alexander's kid cry tears of tears of sadness while he gave away his uh, world title belt. Right. But um, you know, the thing is, night one was the opposite. Night one was euphoric for WrestleMania. It's like, wow, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn are going over. It's a fantastic match. Everything, everything good about pro wrestling and or everything good about WWE. Because I think what you had predicted was that. WWE fans will come away really loving this show. Yeah, and that's pretty much. True. They seem to like, up,
0: I, it's up until the finish of the main event. Mm-hmm. I think they seem to like love the show, and even some of them, even that, some people are defending it and saying, "Well, Cody needs adversity," which I
1: I don't know, totally I disagree with. Chi- you know, like I think the rubber chicken kind of saved it. At the yeah, end.
0: like <laughs> they, honestly, man, like not to criticize the booking too much, but like the people who say he needs adversity and. It's gonna be even bigger when he went What's bigger than the main event of WrestleMania? Like, there's literally nothing bigger. In you have the, the one
1: warm... opportunity. I to sound like Eminem and Eight Mile. Like, you have one opportunity and you blew it. Yeah, you lost it. It's gone. Like, yeah. can you get it back? Yeah, but like now it's gonna be a little less. It's gonna it's gonna have a little less sauce on it. This isn't all Japan, right? Where you can just have the guy lose, 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 and then when it wins, it feels even better than it did. Had you done it earlier than that, it, that's that takes storytelling, and right. I don't know if the stories are strong enough, and I don't know if the people in charge enough are the people in charge are patient enough. Well, it
0: really does take a page out of New Japan's playbook. I, I mentioned Sonata is the new champion over there, and like this is not the first time he faced Okada. He had to take him on many, many times before he finally got he's a fantastic win. wrestler yeah yeah and so it's like that's sort of a new japan staple is that guys don't win on their first shot and they've got to overcome that adversity and stuff but also new japan is very much sports style presentation whereas wwe they got to do a year of stories and i just i don't know i, I i'm not yeah, as optimistic he, as others that they're going to be able to tell a year's worth of interesting stories
1: cover it up with pomp and circumstance their next big show is going to be in puerto rico yeah they they wanna put all this big stuff like you're like I think we talked before about how they're gonna be going SummerSlam's going to Detroit. You'll probably go. You know? There'll be a million shows around it. You I'm know, booked. and and I'm
0: I'm, I'm I'm booked. I'm fighting <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, they can take these PLEs or big events. Um, Lord knows what they're gonna do when the streaming <clears> rights are <expired. throat> expire in a few years in Peacock. I mean, if they wanna go the ESPN plus route like UFC does. Who knows? I mean, I don't even want to go down that rabbit
2: hole. Yeah. But um, it's, a weird,
0: it's a thing where my my instant reaction is like, oh, that would be a mistake. But I think that they've got a dedicated chunk of people that are loyal enough that will give them their money every time, no matter what. I think they can put the genie, genie back in the bottle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, AEW like, has pretty like successful – AEW's pay-per-view numbers are pretty decent, so like – WWE's
1: got a bigger audience than that. Just under two hundred thousand every time. That's not bad. If I had to guess Ring of Honor, probably around fifty thousand. Um the number that he gave at a at a scrum was that there's about fifteen thousand honor club subscribers. Uh Ten of which are Steve Burner, Steve Willie <laughs> yeah. The other
0: five are Ben Morses. Yeah. There are
1: five of which he forgot about, and the other five.
0: <laughs> Every single Steve. Ring of Honor Club membership is linked to place to be nation's main event somehow.
1: How many? How many of those accounts is are, are belonged to Carrie Silkin? Yeah, right.
0: Stephen Graham.
1: <laughs> I um, mean, I don't I don't have Honor Club. Have you watched the shows, the episodes?
0: Um, not through Honor Club, but I've seen, um. Man, I, I just go to Twitter a lot because there's so much wrestling content. Twitter does great jobs of condensing the segue. stuff you got to see, you know?
1: Yeah. So. You see, the truth is with WWE, like, I gave them my weekend. I gave them my weekend and I said, okay, let's see what you got. NXT, <clears throat> meh. Like, so, a couple cool things, but nothing to write home about. WrestleMania, great the first day, awesome. Second day, meh. Gunther... God bless that. Yeah, man. he was on like,
0: night two, and that was that's yeah, kind of why I was. That got the full
1: money from Meltzer. So did the Usos versus Zayn and Owens. Um, so I mean, a lot of like a lot of praise for those matches. There's some matches in AW over the last two weeks we could talk about too that got a lot of that got some high marks. But anyways, like I gave him my weekend. I watched it, and you know, I think you've echoed this too. Is it, it's sometimes I feel like it's just not for me. Like it's not. It's not the product that is what it. It doesn't mirror what I want in professional wrestling, uh, and not maybe it makes me sound like a mark. But all it did, Jordan, when I watched WrestleMania and 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 not really watched AEW or any AEW product at all, it just made me miss AEW even more. <laughs> like it made me think to myself, God, look at all these things they do wrong, and. Look at how many things the other guys do right. Right. You know, like, yeah. I almost have to find the problems with AEW, whereas with WWE, they are right in front of me. I mean, it's literally in the middle of the ring during the main event in the 30th minute of the match. Mm. You know, it's like, how can you end it like that? You know, like, the thing we always say about Tony Khan, he delivers on the pay-per-views. Like, this did not deliver. I'm sorry, it did not deliver. Right. Not
0: me. I, I think since we're in the age of the network and Peacock, there's less uproar because you didn't spend 60 bucks you know mm-hmm. like imagine if you had spent 60 bucks for that or I don't yeah, even know and, how they would and, do and a two-nighter also, like would it be 60 bucks each night I don't know how they would do that but
1: and, and just like <coughs> Bret Hart used to say it's mind over matter and I don't mind that you don't matter you know because Steve Steve Willie and I talked about this like when you get Bleacher Report and it goes you know your pay-per-view purchase goes into a bank account it doesn't really matter as much to you right? whereas in the 1990s like a cable bill with a WWF and a WCW pay-per-view was life and death. (laughs) Like you had to explain that to your parents, you know, like whereas for now, like the disposable income is kind of like it's interchangeable. Like you can kind of explain why you talked yourself into this and be like, ah, whatever. Um, And, and also like the premium live events being on Peacock makes it a whole lot easier. If they change that over the years, we'll see. I mean, Consumer trends. I mean, we we've seen this before with other products. Like consumer trends can be changed very very quickly. I saw a really interesting article about movie theaters, and also episodic um, releases of like like the fact that people still care when shows are not binge; that they go out week on a weekly basis like the last of us mm-hmm. and succession mm-hmm. and yellowstone you don't see netflix every- is netflix is thing.
0: finally copying that a little bit where with a their shows they bit. drop like four at a time instead of a whole season
1: yeah and i think they're dipping into it and i mean you know the theaters like we saw this with top gun last year we just saw it with the super mario brothers if people want to see something they're going to pay their money oh, to man this.
0: i want to see mario so bad <laughs>
1: that's what I'm saying. Like people will pay their way to go see it. If people want to pay their way to watch WrestleMania and be there and watch it live with all those hundreds of thousands that did it great. I'll put my money in on all elite wrestling. That's what I'll do. And here's the thing too, about what we would talk about, how like we, we mentioned before we even recorded how neither of us even got to watch battle of the belts, you know, it came on live (laughs) after the rampage in Kingston, Rhode Island. There's too much. There is so much AEW like, I know this sounds like cliche compared to World Wrestling Entertainment. It feels like a universe. Like it feels like we're diving into like Disney World, and you have to choose which park you're going to first. Yeah. You know, it's it feels well, that way right if now. If that's
0: though. how we got to choose, Battle of the Belts is the parking lot. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the Belts is Pop Century. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's a shitty hey, sh- hotel with the bed. It's
0: a thing where we're like we're the AEW lot. show, and I have no guilt about not watching battle of the belts at all because the company doesn't present it as anything that matters you know it
1: was barely barely promoted in fact i think the first promotion for the matches on the show was the dynamite which was orange, it was the main e- it was during the main event of dynamite yeah which was With ftr beating staring
0: Bill- at orange cassie yeah <clears throat>
1: yeah it was cassie and Drillisico, jay cargill beating billy starks and the Lucha Brothers defending the newly won Ring of Honor Tag Titles against Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall. Blech. <laughs> yes, uh, QT Marshall was in the main event.
0: Hey Andrew, if we were a tag team in AEW, do you think our team name? Do you think our team name would be fat Ass and Bad Attitude?
1: <laughs> and if so, which one of us is which? Anna J. Which dude, one of us like, is which? Andrew. Which one was your favorite? Uh, uh, I feel like I, I'm I both. We I thought we were the rampant speculators.
0: That's true. That's our, that's true. That's true.
1: Like we can we can like listen, they had the Road Warriors and the Legion of Doom. We could be fat ass and bad attitude and the rampant yeah. speculator. Yeah. We can just change it up. Um right. which one's your favorite? Anna Jay saying that or when Nia Jax said my hole?
0: <laughs> um The Nia Jax one is so bizarre. Like it almost felt like she was ripping something. <laughs>
1: That was during Thunderdome, and I think she yeah. was just ripping. Ah, Which is funny because this was right. On, was this was around the same time that she had that t- tiff with uh Charlotte Flair, where they like audibled and they basically hit, went into a shoot fight on camera each other
0: around and stuff.
1: Pretty much, basically, there was a total breakdown of communication of what was going to happen in the match.
0: By the way, let me let me offer some WWE uh, commentary real quick. Have you seen Bronson Reed?
1: Yes, I've seen a little bit of him. Yes, <laughs> when I saw him, him,
0: he just looks like if Andrade was having a massive allergic reaction and his entire body
1: was swollen. Up. <laughs> who do you think was? Who do you think is bigger, Jonah, Bronson Reed, or Jonah from VeggieTales?
0: <laughs> I saw that movie. That was a, that was a pretty good movie.
1: <laughs> Dude, VeggieTales was big, man. Oh, L- man. Listen, yeah. listen, we are in an age now where cocoa melon. And I I read the numbers. It gets a billion views that's every insane. week. I believe it though. Like you know why? Because nurseries at home just flip it on because it's inoffensive and every kid is gonna watch it. It's like this? it's like kid crack.
0: There is a show that my wife plays for her daycare kids. It's like Cuckoo Kangaroo or something.
1: Never heard of it.
0: Yeah, Cuckoo <laughs> well, Kangaroo. The, the, the
1: new the new one. The new one that's now on Disney Plus is Bluey. Yeah, everybody watches Bluey.
0: Cuckoo kangaroo has one called Popsico. Pop, Sico. It is such an earworm song. You, you know? have to
1: find your soul food, and you know, for you and I, it's always been wrestling. You know, or yeah. sports. Some people it's sports. Some people it's just like random movies, or you know, the fast movies. Well, sports but, like, have art.
0: off seasons, though. You know, like that's that's yeah. a wrestling's big selling point. Like even for TV channels, like hey, we. It's like for it's like for people weeks in the nineties.
1: Like how do you know those shows? Because it was on. Like right. the thing with wrestling, like how do you know so much wrestling because it's always on i turn it on and i just like keep it in the background as like white noise and yeah um
0: at work today we had our staff meeting and we went to like we had a new guy come in and so we did a staff lunch and somebody mentioned we were talking about the mario movie and mm -hmm. so like that got talked about and me and this other guy justin like knew every system in order of release and people like how do you guys know that we're like it's what we did as children (laughs) like we played every game it's
1: it's just what you know like so when we go through our trivia and we know all these wrestlemanias and we know all these different matches and main events it's not like we're not having a trivia contest it's just it's just in the inventory it's just stuck there the thing with AEW is like i know that when they were teasing the announcement the big announcement that tony khan had um which by the way i mean we'll get to what it was I thought the announcement actually kind of delivered, and I was actually legitimately surprised by
0: it. I thought it was going to be a video game. I really thought that's what yeah, it was going to be. I thought it was
1: going to be. I thought it was going to have something to do with streaming. Um yeah, but that too. Like I feel like they're at a point where their inventory is building up to a point where they they can probably get away with this. You know, yeah. in fact, I think akin to the announcement, which is that <laughs> get this one freaking all out will be Labor Day weekend in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There will be a major event the weekend before called All-In London in Wembley Stadium.
0: Can I just offer a critique? I think okay. having it in England and calling it All-In is a missed opportunity. Why would you not call it All-In-It? <laughs> All-In-It? All <laughs> Welcome to IEW, All-In-It. Will all in it?
1: <laughs> will, Bar- will Boris Johnson be there? No, he might. <laughs>
0: he'll take a stutter like Donald Trump did back in the day what if it's uh like Boris Johnson versus Tony Khan and like somebody gets their head shaved
1: oh shit I just oh my god breaking news you ready okay I'm ready Freddie Mercury is all elite
0: oh my gosh they got Freddie
1: <laughs> they got Freddie they got Freddie like don't they do those things at Coachella now where they have the uh, 3D oh, like the
0: holograms
1: the hologram, the going have the Freddie Mercury holograms singing all the song all the entrances.
0: Oh, you're talking about holograms. Hang on, Andrew. Break.
1: Atticle, baby!
0: More breaking news. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. holograms. Big Daddy is all elite. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that guy? No. He Who's was that? like this huge British wrestling sensation. And I don't I don't I say this with no hyperbole. He might be one of like the worst wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. I do not understand the appeal. It's just this massive fat
1: dude mm-hmm. that sucks. I've heard of um I've heard of uh Johnny uh oh Johnny God, what's his last name? He was the commissioner oh, of the uh, Johnny UK. Saint. Johnny Saint yeah. and uh I've heard of um Adrian Street.
0: Yeah, Johnny Saint was like he does really he had that really cool like style of uh
1: I, I, like I liked watching opposite. his
0: stuff, but but Big Daddy is just this fat pig of a man <laughs> who sucks so So there's been so some bad.
1: discourse about, what, like, should they have, like, a London century card, kind of like a European card? And I, you know what I say? Mm. My opinion is this. Those shows are very close together. You, it's, it's also hurricane season, so you never know what travel is going to be like. We just had a Raw where half the roster was missing in Seattle. So really? Wow. Yeah. Like, sure. the, that was the one where Trish turned heel. But, um, and AW's had this problem a couple times, too, with travel where they couldn't get everybody in. So why don't you just do this? Why don't you have... A really good roster, do exclusive and build up, sh- build it up during your episodic stuff, and blow off half of it on All In and blow off the other half on All Out. That would be my idea, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to fill up. That's I don't know if that's going to sell fifty thousand seats at Wembley Stadium if you only bring half the roster there.
0: So was it you or, or did I read it somewhere else? Was it you that said this to me that it doesn't sound like All In is actually going to be a pay per view?
1: I I had mentioned it, but it also seems to be like the like it, it seems to be tongue in cheek because they never actually said it. And Anthony Bowens, in a response, did confirm that All Out is happening in the United in Chicago. No,
0: no, no but is All In a pay per view?
1: They did not say so. Okay. If I have to make a guess, it will be on HBO Max, akin to like. When Elton John was uh, had his concert on Disney Plus, gotcha, and when The Weeknd had his concert on HBO, and Chris Rock just had a live stand up on Netflix, they might do that one time only, and for international viewers, it'll be for, also it'll be on Bleacher if you want to buy it, uh, if you don't have HBO Max, but you can also watch it on Sky one time only, and if you want to watch it uh, uh, internationally, you can watch it on the FightNet. Gotcha. That would be my guess. Because
0: I mean, it's it's ambitious. I, I'm all for it. I think it's, it's a cool move. very ambitious. But yeah. my my big concern is if if you run it as a pay per view and then you run it all out as a pay per view, you're asking your audience to pay for two pay per views in the span of two weeks. And and any even a hot product that's asking a lot. So I feel like something's going to take I, a hit there.
1: I if, sent you an image, and this is what it reminds me of. Do you remember WrestleMania two? Mm-hmm. WrestleMania two had three events for three venues. Now, they were so hot at the time that they could get away with selling out three venues. You yeah. know, they, they, they had Hogan and Bundy. Another one had Piper and, um, and Mr. T. Mr. T,
0: yeah, boxing. And, and
1: the other one was the... Uh, the, the
0: Battle, Royal Battle Royal Battle with Andre. Ball, yep.
1: Where half of them was the Chicago Bears who <laughs> yeah. just won the Super Bowl. I mean, of course they were going to sell that out. Um, and they were hot. They're, those are also hot towns. This is the first time they're in London. Yeah. Like, this is the very first time. I'm sure they'll do other shows afterwards. Maybe they'll do the in O2 Arena or something like that. Mm-hmm. They haven't confirmed where they're going to go for the Dynamite before that all-in in late August. So that's that's up for debate. There's also, remember this too, there's also going to be a Money in the Bank pay-per-view at O2 Arena in June. So they're mm-hmm. kind of like following each other, it seems like. But it reminds me of WrestleMania 2 because it almost feels like they're doing a pay-per-view event with two events throughout one week that's what it feels like to me
2: hmm. okay.
1: like i don't know if that's i don't know if that's exactly the way it's going to work out like i don't know if that's how it's going to look in wikipedia it's like oh this was part one and this was part two wrestle kingdom head shows two weeks apart i, I you feel know, like, like if
0: they're trying to sell it as pay-per-view then they need to offer a bundle that's you know, because like I'm, I'm, I would call myself an AEW diehard. And even I'm like two pay-per-views in, in a week. That's asking a hundred bucks out of me. That's that, a lot. That's
1: why I think they're holding out. I also think they're very curious because it opens in May. May 8th, I think is the day. Okay. Um, May uh, 19th. Is that the day? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, no, he won't, because he he has to wear a mask when he goes out of country. Yeah, right. But, uh...
0: Where's K-mask?
1: But... (laughs) Funny, it's like, I... The idea that Mayor Kane is like, I refuse to let my residents wear masks. (laughs) Wearing a mask!
0: With that voice box, I will not let you wear a mask.
1: (laughs) Suck it! (laughs) Suck it! (laughs) Uh... (laughs) <laughs> the, 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 it's ambitious for sure yeah. Um. we have no card to discuss we can talk a million rumors about like FTR and Punk versus the Elite yeah, at, I mean Jack Harwood
0: came out and said hey have us and Punk versus the Elite he said it
1: <laughs> like, yeah probably because he gets that on his twitter every single day right hey why don't you do this hey why don't you do this um there's rumors of punk news coming out i would bet he's medically cleared by this point Mm -hmm. i mean it's been about six months so he's probably ready to go but lord knows if if they're ready for him you know um
0: what if punk finally comes back and he comes running down the ring he goes for a leapfrog and the announcer screams he's
1: still got it (laughs)
0: <laughs> and he crumbles into the ground with
1: a torn ACL. Well, that's the biggest issue is his health, like, his his physical, like, yeah. can he hang? Like, yeah. now, if you have, if you bill him as, like, almost in the vein of Brock Lesnar, a special attraction, maybe you can get away with it, and maybe, like, the roster will understand that. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of hurdles that have to be, um, have to be overcome in order to get to that point, um, but, I mean, if Tony wants it, it's, that's what's gonna happen, um. It's been interesting. Like, I will say, one direct effect of AEW benefiting from the WWE kerfuffle was the Jay White signing. We don't have all the details, but I would be very surprised if Vince McMahon basically sliding back into power of the company had had something to do with Jay White saying, Nah, I don't want to go there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know you're not a fan of Jay White. Yeah. I- <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, not really. I mean, him being there does nothing for me. Um, But that's a guy you can put on the all-in show. Um, I think that if we talk about potential main events, I think the obvious ones that come to mind are Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay because it is in jolly old England. Yes. Um, I don't know that that main event... What's interesting to me is I think all the potential biggest main events they could put out involve Kenny Omega and not their champion MJF, which is an interesting observation
1: he's front center in the poster
0: yeah yeah you know like and i don't think that that means like that they're booking their champion poorly or anything but i think when you think of money matches kenny omega is the number one guy that you can pair up with people like mjf Mm -hmm. is a good weekly character good good champ. i think he's a good champion i think his championship premium has been fine but i don't think he's hit that level of like oh i want to see mjf wrestle this guy you might want to see mjf cut a promo on a guy Seeing him, wanting to see him wrestle people, it's just not there in the level of Kenny Omega, which, in his defense, hardly anyone in the world is, you know. Um, one match I think they, they should do, and just with the idea of England, is get Daniel Bryan and Zack Sabre Jr. on this show, you know. They mm-hmm. could even do it at Forbidden Door first and have Zack Sabre Jr. win the first one. You know then... how
1: uh, you know, he screamed at Kenny, because uh, Daniel uh, Bryan Daneson turned heel, everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, when, uh, and nobody loves at- Hangman Page. Nobody loves this man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's what my dad used to tell me. <laughs> I'm joking. My dad, my dad. <coughs> but, um, Brian Danielson was yelling at Kenny Omega. You are everything that's wrong with professional wrestling. Right. I would love Brian Danielson to be in all in London, beating the crap out of Zack Sabre. You are everything that's right with professional wrestling. <laughs> you are the Brian Danielson Award winner from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Do you think it's fair that Brian Danielson can win the Brian Danielson Award? I mean,
0: yeah, that's kind of messed up, right?
1: I saw that, and I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you shouldn't be eligible for that. That'd be like, like naming is, the Bill Russell trophy. Named, what like. if a guy named Oscar won the Oscar? <laughs> like, should you be disqualified if your name is Oscar?
0: Is there, there's got to be some, some famous Oscar actors, right?
1: Oh, God, yeah. Um, Well, there's the Oscar Isaac.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got a shot, possibly. Mm-hmm. Give him the right um, role.
1: I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of a couple of. <laughs> things. Yeah. Now, if your name's Academy, you're in trouble. Yeah.
0: Well, I. You but, know what? I'm gonna adopt a kid. And I'm gonna name him Golden Globes Smith.
1: <laughs> Just <yeah>. see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tony, somebody, oh. there's got to be a guy named Tony who's won the Tony Award, right?
1: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. be. <laughs> but um, here's the thing, though. Uh, Jordan, you got to understand, AEW has a whole lot of time to build up to All In and All Out. Like, sure. they have no major events between now yeah, and All Out. Yeah, they got Double out.
0: or Nothing, which we haven't even talked about yet, and that's next month. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Forbidden Door will be – when's Forbidden Door? Is that June?
1: That's uh, June 25th in Toronto. Yeah,
0: and so then after that
1: – And that's sold out, buddy. You better yep. have a good card for that one.
0: Yep, that's their their Canada Week. I wonder if the, the week in Canada is kind of like a test run to see what a week in the U.K. is like because they kind of – have that whole thing
1: including a rumored uh july 8th event where it might be a live show like a live televised show that might be like a pilot
0: yep but no one
1: knows yet do you think they're bringing back rinka king (laughs) jeff jarrett's at it again (laughs) jeff jarrett's
0: what was the guy that was the champion there for so long no there was a guy he was masters he never made it anywhere else rinka king champion all right he was like an indian guy
1: Oh, you got me there.
0: Let's see who the champion. I is. just
1: remember Vince McMahon, <clears throat> excuse me, like putting the belt on Jinder Mahal cuz he thought it would sell tickets in India. I just yeah. remember. And then then their the India ticket sales were terrible and they they made him he made him job to AJ Styles.
0: I might be thinking of something else because I Google it and the only champions were Matt Morgan, Bruce Magnus, Mahabali Vera, and I've never even heard of that guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was His like I I haven't thing. heard of that guy. Yeah, maybe there was like a show in Africa or something, but there was like a a show for a couple of years that had like, it was bringing in all those those guys from like Impact and stuff and they had this, the guy that was organizing it was going over in all the main events.
1: Well, listen, one of the towns they're going to in Canada is Hamilton. What if they just had all the AEW wrestlers reenact the Hamilton play <laughs> instead of Dynamite? Do you think the ratings would be the same? Um, they might go up. <laughs> they might you know i mean it's worth a shot right like we've seen some wonky uh uh results lately like we saw the the, no contest where we didn't get the juice robinson ricky stark's match because they had yeah. the jay white thing yeah i was actually okay with it because when we went into that dynamo, we we're like god this is like six or seven men how are they gonna fit this well one of them was a schmoz it was yep. a red herring so yep. like i actually didn't mind that as much uh there was a dq finish uh involving somebody else um uh the best friends and uh malachi black and Brody king on rampage like Man, I with, guess- by
0: the way trent's mom dropping him off <laughs> <It> was <great.
1: laughs> So so yeah, I mean clearly they didn't get the keys to the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, like we're we're seeing kind of different finishes. We're seeing people get different chances. Like Commander, he's the, he was back on TV wrestling Sammy Guevara. So, I actually liked the the Guevara promo. By yeah. The way. What did you think
0: of the Commander Guevara match?
1: I thought it was good. I thought his match with Vikingo as yeah. I thought Guevara it got a
0: little a- excessive, like. You know, a lot of the the troll criticisms are like, "Oh, this is just acrobats and gymnastics and stuff." Like, I kind of felt that because he did that jumping four fifty springboard like four times in one
2: match.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it. Well, not only that, he needs time to get ready for it. The thing with Vikingo, yeah, I think, I didn't love it, special, it. The thing with Vikingo, he doesn't need a lot of time to get ready for whatever movie he's doing next. Whereas yeah. with Commander, it's almost like um, Trapeze, like, you're almost like, oh, like, you can almost hear the crowd getting ready for the big spot, and his spots are awesome, you know, when he pulls them off, but Guevara is just so, he's so crisp, Mm -hmm. you know, the character work is just, I've always been a critic of, like, Sammy Guevara as a heel anyway, but I thought his promo where he basically... I don't want to say went into business for himself cuz I don't think it was a shoot. I think he was I think it was scripted. But he kind of basically called a shot and said like I've been here, the AW's my life, like I I deserve a chance to be the champion. Like I thought I thought it was really good. In fact, the all access show that aired right after was very guevara centric where he mm-hmm. was like crying because Danielson had um, complimented him uh, after the two out of three falls match, which we had already talked about on, on a past show, which was phenomenal, you know? So it, it was kind of cool to see Guevara sort of like bear all because they're pushing the four pillar guys so that they can look big or get a push going into what has to be a title match against MJF at double or nothing.
0: Yeah, I, I thought what was, what was interesting is Guevara's promo was a pretty white meat babyface promo, mm-hmm. but it was smartly done because if he cut a heel promo in Long Island where they're going to treat him like a heel, it was like eh. So he cuts a babyface promo to get a heel reaction. I thought it was smart. That that Long Island dynamic with MJF is really interesting. Um, there's very few guys. It's like Bret Hart. Did in you Canada. like his
1: um? Did you like his uh, "Pennies from Heaven" Jack segment? Yeah,
0: dude, I did. I, I I thought the the Jungle Boy stuff at the end. Like, I get why you have to do something like that. I thought that part was a little cheesy. So mm-hmm. much of the the pull apart was cheesy. Um, but man, the guy can sing legitimately well.
1: <laughs> yeah, a legit performer. There, I think there's footage of him in an in an, in the acapella group of his high school. Wow, like okay. uh, I remember that. He also did that. I I don't know if we ever talked about it in depth. It was during Daly's place, but that Chris like, Jericho was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. I know some people looked at it and said, "God, that's so stupid. That's not professional wrestling." And it's like, no, but it's fun, right? Like, exactly. what else are you gonna watch during freaking quarantine? You know, people getting set on fire, looking like demons. Like, yeah. I'd rather watch people singing and dancing with to a line. To a, exactly. uh, I thought it was good,
0: man. Yeah.
1: I forget the name of the song that they sang, but um, but MJS was. The crooning was cool. Mm-hmm. The one where he was like going all J.K. Simmons and Whiplash on the tr- on the on the guy for going too early. That's making me laugh like he's a dick. Um, but yeah, the Jungle Boy insertion. You see these like interstitial things where the other pillar people are watching the others' matches. They're staring at the sign. I know people roll their eyes at that because they have WrestleMania fatigue of like staring at the sign, but. I'm fine with it because if it gives this notion of like, oh, this is where they're headed, it alludes to a big match, like, it it makes that match feel more important, makes the event feel more important, so yeah. I don't really have a problem with it. Well,
0: you that. know where I'm actually in favor of it, too, is something that I think AEW really suffers in, is having those staring moments at the sign and stuff like that. They might feel cheesy in the moment, but when you do the video package, they're perfect fillers, you know? like And WWE yes. does video package as well. AEW does, like, nothing with video package and i don't think they need to like hold our hand like wwe does and remind us of what happened three minutes ago but if you're on a pay-per-view it doesn't hurt to have a one minute like story recap so to speak you know they've gotten
1: better at it but what they do now is they do these very quick flash type of yeah teases yeah you know where it's like it's like almost instant replay stuff and then they show the, the graphic of whatever match is going to be coming up later that night and then they have the match right you know so it's almost like an adhd version of it yeah that <laughs> yeah it's
0: well it's i've always viewed dynamite as wcw nitro meets ecw hardcore tv and if you view it from that lens it it makes sense because ecw hardcore tv would have those quick cuts yes um but yeah um yeah, a lot of stuff going on, and like we don't really have a format tonight, so we're just kind of jumping all over the place. We did not even discuss that FTR. We don't have to change our theme song on our podcast. Andrew,
1: <laughs> no, I think I don't think they're leaving AW now. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I did like the Guns' new fifty cent entrance. That yeah, was the really music
0: and the 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 way they did it, like with the circling around them, was really cool, and yeah, very cool. I don't know if that's a one-time thing or what. I love those little small
1: touches. That that might be a shout-out to Mike Manzari, the new producer. Mm-hmm. Like, the Dalton Castle thing, where it spins around. Yep. Like, there's certain ticks that you see with certain people where you're like oh they get what that character is about
0: yep you know yep.
1: and uh and it's really cool and it feels like with the guns that they really worked hard on that and and it really came out nicely and i thought the match came out pretty nicely. yeah i even think it was cool. about the disqualification that if they don't win the titles that they have to leave right right
0: well and i think it's a match that people genuinely did not know the finish to, and a lot of the credit goes to dax basically working the internet <laughs> you know mm-hmm. as best he could but even like that when you factor in that the 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 guns get a new entrance that night it's kind of like oh well they're not going to lose the title if they're getting a new entrance you know what i mean like so even the timing of when they do that i thought was pretty smart
1: oh they're going to get a rematch at double or nothing i can guarantee you that Um, they might even win them back
0: yeah i don't know about that i i I think i disagree there but yeah i mean I, i thought a loss helped them um and I was listening to someone else talk about the guns. I think it was John Pollock when I was listening to the Dynamite Recap on over at Post Wrestling. And the guns have really ta- when when they are given the ball, they don't fumble it. You know, I'm not saying like I love them or they're great. They don't have like all time classics, but these guys are, have done a good job of like they're efficient running backs. You know what I mean? Like they don't drop job. the ball. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah they they've done what they have to do, and sometimes that's all you need you know?
1: Yeah, like, like say The Basement is a three-star match. Mm-hmm. That was a three-star match. Yeah. Like, is it something that I'm going to remember at the end of the year when we're doing best-ofs? No. Right. But there's a lot of great matches that we're not going to remember. We talked about a match between Wheeler Utah and Orange Cassie that was fantastic. No one's going to remember it. Right. It's just going <laughs> to go into the, into the ether. And a lot of Guns matches are going to feel like that. But here's the thing. How many matches are you going to remember the Guns? Like, ooh, that sucked. Not mm-hmm. many. Like, all of them seem to be perfectly perfectly satisfiable yeah. and uh i can see them trying to jump back in ftr saving up their return match for that match on as a main event on dynamite was a good touch as well and they it was great um i i was kind of not a big fan of the double sunset flip finish it felt very much like rick flair do, doing that to harley race i think in stargate mm-hmm. wasn't that how that well and ended? it wasn't
0: timed just right. Oh no, that was
1: cross body. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: it wasn't timed right enough to where they didn't do it in full stereo sync. You know.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, like it a was just a little. Off. It was just a little off. Um, I'm sure they can make up for it. Maybe they'll do a two out of three falls or something like that. Yeah, you possibly. know, because because rem- remember too, they don't have Revolution. I don't want to say it was hampered because I thought that shit was phenomenal, but they had to block out an entire hour plus for the main event. This is not going to have that. Right. So. <laughs> I I don't know what Tony wants to do with it. You also have to pay in mind now. Okay, we're booking Forbidden Door, which is a sellout. We're booking all in and then all out, and then there's Grand Slam. So, like, you have to pace yourself a little bit. Maybe that's why they're not... He's not rushing into doing big match, big match. Maybe they'll just kind of, like, feel it out and see what kind of a card that they can round into with their stories, and if there's enough interesting matches to get a good buy rate out of double or nothing, That then that's good enough. They don't have to, like, long story short, they don't have to hit a home run, if that makes any sense.
0: No, yeah, I get you. I, I agree. Um, I've always been trying to look through Ring King results to find that. <laughs> <guy's name. laughs> I cannot find uh, it. Like, it must be like, t- maybe it's do a... You
1: to, do you want to touch the Vicky Guerrero stuff or just leave that alone?
0: Yeah. Mm, I mean, listen, there's some that's Vicky so, Guerrero shenanigans uh, that you can read up for on yourself.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I I would almost not, say
0: like trigger warning, like trauma and abuse.
1: <laughs> like it is, it's bad. It's bad. it's really really bad. And
0: it might be um, good for AW that she's out of there.
1: You talked about Kenny Omega doing a lot of uh, featured matches. Match with Jeff Cobb was really good. Yep, I like yep, that
0: it. was a great one. Um, um, you know where, where Kenny Omega. You know what's funny is CM Punk's the one that's gone, and CM Punk's the one that worships Bret Hart. But Kenny Omega really gives some Bret Hart vibes of, like, Bret Hart, the fighting champion who, like, almost challenges himself to wrestle different styles every week. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he fights Vikingo, and he's, like, the super powerful, strong guy that just needs to hit a couple moves. And then Jeff, Jeff Cobb, it's like, oh, man, I'm so overpowered. It's like he's challenging himself to tell different stories. <laughs> it's interesting. You have
1: to think about Kenny's mind frame, though. Like, he... he was coming back from a long layoff. Mm-hmm. They win those trios belt after a few matches, all tags. And then he's gone. He's yeah. gone for three months uh, against his own wishes. Like, yeah. I don't think he wanted to take a break. He was basically told to go home. Yep. Then they bring him back. They do the trios again. He's not really doing an angle at the time. <laughs> now they're kind of working him in an angle involving Don Callis and the bucks being taken out. Uh, shout out to, to Don Callis. Cause it, Turned out when he got um, attacked, he got he tried to shake the hand of John Moxley, and he gets he gets like a a shot to the head. When he turned around, he hit a can. He yeah, and he was like
0: legit bleeding.
1: (laughs) and he bled. I thought it was because you know it's John Moxley. I just thought all right, Don Callis is just bleeding to try to get over the point that john moxley's an evil heel now and then it came out no he actually busted his face on unintentionally and if you see the amount of blood you're like yeah that's not a blade job that's hard way Mm -hmm. and um shout out to him i hope he's okay once he's back i'm sure they're going to try to angle him in with something involving matt jackson and nick jackson how matt got taken out and blah blah and uh, but, but kenny is sort of just doing the singles act and he's going up against whoever is put in front of him, and he's having great matches, like the one he had with Jeff Cobb.
0: Yeah, and they're still they're still telling the story of uh, the Bucks on being the elite. They're not on TV, but like I'm being the elite, and I don't watch it every week. But I've again, man, Twitter is a great way to keep keep current without being able to watch everything, um, right? Like they I'm being the elite. Each buck was watching Dynamite from home and just kind of watching. I don't know if it was the Hangman beatdown. I think it was the Hangman beatdown where they hit him with the screwdriver. Yeah, they, like... they,
1: they beat him down twice, and one of them, they started stabbing his eye with a screwdriver. Yeah, Br-
0: Dan, Brian Danielson talks about teaching his kids a lesson, then whips out a screwdriver. I'm like, someone do a wellness check on his children. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: like, if I Like, if my plumber did a bad job, and I just started running around with a screwdriver, would that be a bad idea? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like... You are everything that's wrong with plumbing. Nobody loves you. <laughs> Where's Mario? Yeah. Nobody loves you.
0: Yes. Brian Danielson confirmed the Super Mario Brothers movie too?
1: <laughs>
0: what if the Bucks came back dressed like Mario and Luigi?
1: The thing about Danielson when he did his promo, and we saw this when he was the eco-champion, is that he, he, and also when he was doing the no gimmick and the yes gimmick, is that repeti- people, fans hate repetition. They hate, like, that's how, you know, people forget this about Steve Austin, the what thing was heel. It was yeah. not a babyface thing. It was he was trying to bug the shit out of everybody, mm-hmm. you know. So like, the, so if you notice certain things with Brian Danielson, is that he says the same phrase or the same word over and over and over, almost to like hammer it home to the point that the crowd is like, "Just shut the hell up!" And that's the <laughs> reaction that you you want as a heel. Yeah. So I kind of like him as sort of the sort of like. The, the I guess for lack of a better term the den mother of the uh, yeah of they're Black a really Gold good company.
0: heel group um yeah. you know it's it's interesting to how him and mossy can just kind of flip that switch like these were two of the top baby faces and they did I like do, how like,
1: we called I, I love how Danielson called Wheeler Yuta an annoying prick yeah <laughs> but <laughs> I love him <laughs> um,
0: so here's a question I had for you that I think is interesting discussion so Brian Cage has resigned that that's obvious yes but So we've talked last episode, and I still think, you know, double or nothing is going to be the pillars in a four corners match. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, I think that will be the main event. So the weird part is with some brawl. So
0: the weird part is, Darby and Swerve now have this thing where Brian Cage came out as Swerve's new affiliate, and basically just murdered Darby on the ramp. So like, are they going to feed Swerve to Darby to lead in this pay per view? Like, I feel like that's a bad idea. They're just, wrestling
1: on Dynamite in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, I think that's a bad idea to give Swerve a new muscle and then just immediately have him lose. Like, I don't think I like that. What do you think?
1: I, I, just, I think that they're trying to do something to pivot Swerve away from Keith Lee because I felt like that's they dropped fair. the ball yeah. from that feud. And let's be real, they did drop the ball because Keith Lee is moving on to Chris Jericho for a match in Milwaukee. Let's see if that's short-term as well. Um, but... I guess they're just trying to pivot, swerve away from the the two jabronis that he had. So they're putting him with Prince Nana and um, the Gates of Agony. Yeah. I mean, you go from the two guys that you had to the Gates of Agony. That's, that's like trading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. That's like trading, um, like Jay Crowder for
0: Udonis like, Haslam.
1: <laughs> Udonis. That's like you're not getting that much of an improvement. Right. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: It's very lateral um, but, move. <laughs>
1: Pretty much, like yeah. it, it's, but it's like, but I understand the point. You need to, you, need, you want something to freshen up. I thought Swerve was going to announce that he was dropping a wrap up.
0: Yeah, but like, my concern is, my like concern that. is they're trying to freshen him up, but they immediately feed program him with Darby, and you can't have Darby lose to him if Darby's going to main event in your pay per view. So, like, does Swerve get freshened up and immediately lose? That feels
1: not only that, that, that short sighted to me. Darby eats a hurricane f5 from brian cage on the ramp i mean he gets air on this thing yeah like i was like good lord um so i would actually rather that darby just wrestle cage
0: yeah you know yeah swerve same. just
1: lurks in the shadows you know same.
0: and maybe maybe that's the program coming out of double or nothing because I, I mjf's gonna retain the title i think we agree there but maybe mm-hmm. maybe swerve takes darby out of the title match like maybe, in, mid maybe. in the match, you know, like it feels maybe like with orange.
1: It feels like with orange, like because that's the other guy who's sort of like a hot. Because here's the thing too: a lot of them are heels. A lot of the top guys are are heels. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the company when it comes to the men. So the only one who's a champion other than FTR, who's a big face, is Orange Cassidy. He's yeah. like a fighting champion, and he's having great matches. He's gonna have one with Buddy Matthews on the dark dynamite. But he's kind of feuding with the the House of Black. Yeah, that's what it seems like to be. Yeah.
0: Um. My super hot take, and I mean, we've still got a lot of year left, but we're into April. If he keeps this pace up, I think you have to consider Orange Cassidy for, like, Wrestle a year nominations. Not just AEW, like, across the board. Dude is on fire. Like, he does I think not he have bad wrestle. matches.
1: I think he should get a rematch against Osprey at Forbidden Door.
0: Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, that was a that good was, match then, last and time. And then they have
1: Ospreay for the Kenny Omega match in, in London. So I think we're going to get FTR know?
0: against the Aussie Open, because Aussie Open, did they win the IWGP titles? Um, I, think, I think they did.
1: They they, they did in the past. They don't I think have they many.
0: just won them again. I...
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, let me, let me... Well, they
1: literally did just take a break, and they just said, okay, top guys back in. Right. <laughs> No, but, no, 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 uh, no!
0: I think Aussie Open won them again. Is what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. Got.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant FDR. Yeah. No. I
0: think uh, Aussie Open are the champs right oh, now. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I can, I can see that. I can see that. They just had a big show in for New Japan called Sakura Genesis. Yep. Quick um, Google. So, they
0: did. They, they, they won it April eighth. So like five days okay. ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So. But uh, and then there's you can always throw out that rumor about Mercedes Monet. I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, um, but, but you all in is out
1: there. I mean, all that's in the thing. is like they could do a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, like if Gato wants to do it, they'll make it happen, you know. Yeah. Um, I think if, all in is had... a very
0: intentional name because all in the original show was not an AEW centric show like it was everybody coming together. It was ring of together. honor's people. Yeah, it was, it was everybody coming together from all different groups. And I think that's intentional to show like, hey, we might be Bringing everybody together to make a big, massive mega show. I don't know.
1: Are you going to be on this show?
0: I'm sorry, you cut out. What'd you say?
1: Are you saying Nick Gage is going to be on this show? (laughs) I'm just saying I don't think they got dominoes over in the UK, pal. (laughs) Do they? Do they like pizza in in Great Britain? I don't know. I don't know. Are they known for their pizza?
0: (laughs) Nick Gage. They told Nick Gage they had blood pudding over there, and he booked a flight immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Not <laughs> be told what it was.
1: Yeah, like they, maybe they'll throw some GCW talent. Maybe they'll throw some of those NXT UK throwaways because there was a lot of people that weren't retained. You know, so y- you never know. You know, yeah. like um, it, it, they could do a lot of things with that show um that are that will be different from the Chicago one. I just see I just see this as like I know this sounds cliche again, but this I think this is going to be their WrestleMania. I think this is going to be their one where they're like. We are we have arrived like they want that big money shot of all the people in Wembley Stadium. Right. Well, and and in I... 92 is near and dear to my heart. I love that show. And that was on purpose. They mm-hmm. he could have done that show in the arena in the stadium where um Sahe Khan's soccer club Fulham plays and they didn't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Uh. There is a, another big name rumored uh, to be linked to AEW right now that I think we talk about all in. Uh, Kota Ibushi kind of dropped in an interview, hey, I'd really like to work for All Elite Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just feels like a lot of stuff's coming together. It's not quite the level of, you know, when we started this podcast with Punk and, and Danielson. I don't think it's quite that level, but. Yeah. You know, very few things are going to be. That
1: was, that was so strange. It, I don't think a situation like that will ever happen again. Right. So what happened was, like, they were going back to live fans. They The the wrestlers were just – they just wanted to get out of that bubble of where they were. And the Punk and Danielson signing news dropped almost at exactly the <laughs> same time.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think anything's going to rival that, but I do it, feel in, like
1: – In NBA speak, it was two Woj bombs after another. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah. I do think that a lot of stuff's kind of going their way again, which mm-hmm. is nice. So
1: I don't think it has to do with WrestleMania or building trust because people are losing trust in WWE. I think that's all a giant red herring. I I never believe that. I always think that's just fan think of like, oh yeah, we're uh we we think WWE's losing steam. I've never bought into that. I think what it just is is that you know football's over college basketball's over yep um uh uh the television seasons of like broadcast are kind of going winding down yeah yeah you got summer viewing on streaming sites and everything which is kind of like it's all been broken up now so there's like event television all the time you got movie season coming up in the summer but but you know people just kind of like they relax in the summer there's more things to do there's more time to do things and this is the time frame where you know it feels like AEW is at their best, where they're just like, you know what, let's just go out and have a good show. Let's not try to like, um, let's not try to overthink it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I know they have a lot of big shows that they need to plan out for the next four months, but I think they have the facility to do so. They just need to stay a little patient with what they have in mind. And I do feel like the pace of the shows has been somewhat slowed down and i actually prefer it that way
2: yeah
0: well i mean we talked about this in the last episode one of the big issues that they've always had is you know not booking week to week but booking from eight to ten and like when they had the the bucks injured to start the show and it builds to the end of the show with you know hangman and all that stuff like mm-hmm. we need more of that you know um
1: yeah they had a show where it basically talked about the return of adam colton Yep. And the main event was
0: The return of Adam this. Cole. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: only the only thing that I will say is that I didn't like the match. I thought the match was kind of bad.
0: Yeah, I I've not been big on Adam Cole in AEW yet, to be honest. Like no. it's kinda like I don't know what's missing from from NXT, but
1: And you know what I would say? Do the Paul Heyman thing, turn a negative into a positive, and this is what you do. Mm-hmm. So you have Chris Jericho now feuding with him. Yeah. Um, so this, this Keith Lee thing is just a side gig that distract Jericho until he's ready to, you know, feud with Adam Cole so mm-hmm. they can have a match at double or nothing. Right. What I would say is like, you know, Jericho has, to, should have the, the, the narrative he needs to push as the bad guy is, I know what they're saying. They're saying is that, oh, you celebrated on top of a downtrodden Daniel Garcia, who's my guy. And I'm not going to let you do that. I think this is a better idea because I'm always right, <laughs> but <laughs> This, this just listen out so my idea is like i respect you adam cole you're one of the best performers you came back from a serious injury but you need to appreciate me just because i respect you doesn't mean i appreciate you you should appreciate me as chris jericho for being the pioneer of aw and all these things that i've done uh because you haven't accomplished the things that i've accomplished
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: where they really need to go with that
0: yeah uh side note can you hear my son rapping in the background or is that just me <laughs>
1: No, that, that that has to. Be. <laughs> okay.
0: I believe I I'm that taping. Was, I thought
1: that was Max Caster trying to yeah. tell the Matt Minard and Angela Parker to leave him alone.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> he his bedroom is in our basement, and uh, I believe I'm taping directly above him, and he is having a full-on concert right now. Might be rapping you... the entrance to the to the Gun Club.
1: <laughs> uh, what two things about that one with uh the acclaimed. I was disappointed with Caster's rap. He definitely left some in the chamber. Yeah, maybe maybe because Tony told him to. Um, the other one, I didn't really care for the whole like quick like temptation swerve thing involving the Jericho appreciation. Yeah, it was
0: so stupid. they come out with um, uh, <clears throat> they come out and they cut kind a of promo, and in the promo he's basically like, "We're never teaming with you guys," and then at Rampage they team with them and get jumped. It's like what? It was like it's so, out of order.
1: So there's a there's a new internet slang. Uh, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Is this a new wrestling community like term, geek? They come out looking like a geek. A lot of people said that about Cody Rhodes. Like, mm. oh, he looks like a geek. I've never heard that before.
0: I mean, I've been called it many times.
1: But... <laughs> like, the idea is basically like a cuckold. Like, yeah. wow, you just let these people like team up with you, and then they turn on you immediately, like Sting and Flair. And that's yeah, what the yeah, acclaimed kind of, kind of a sting, To get
0: Stinged, um, and like to go to the WWE thing, apparently Cody got so, cut up so where he's like... The
1: word I heard all the time about Cody Rhodes with Brock Lesnar was, oh, he looks like a geek.
0: Yeah, I I'm mean, because like, <laughs> apparently in his promo last night, he basically came out and was like, oh, shucks, y'all beat me. <laughs> it was the worst day of my life. You know, like he, he didn't seem mad. He just seemed like, well, golly. That's the John,
1: That's called the John Cena treatment.
0: Right, exactly. So,
1: Like, oh, I guess I lost. No big deal. Yeah. Like, no, it's supposed to be a big deal. Like, like if Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allin do not win the championship, even if it's predetermined and we know it's going to happen, they should be devastated. Right, like that. It shouldn't matter to them that they didn't win it. Right, you know. Right. It builds character.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, you gotta have adversity, Andrew. You can't win on your first shot. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if in 1998, Eric Bischoff had Hogan versus Goldberg booked for Nitro, and he said, "Well, we can't have Goldberg win the first time." he
1: Well, if Hulk shot. Hogan said so, Hulk Hogan almost made Sting job to him as <gasps> start. Hogan,
0: Hogan probably pitched that idea. Hey, brother. We can't just have him go over right
1: away. we got to have him build some adversity, brother. The story that Jerry always told is that it was Hogan who pitched the title, dropping the title to Goldberg. My opinion is that he dropped the title to Goldberg because he saw w- WWF coming along, and he wanted Goldberg mm. to take the blame for the ratings going down. I have another
0: opinion. So, Okay. My opinion is – and this isn't my opinion. I read this from somewhere else. That was a massive, massive show because that was the, the – I almost said Tokyo Dome. Dome, The the Georgia Dome. (laughs) And it sold out like fast before they announced Mm -hmm. that match. And so Hogan came and said, hey, brother, what if I fight Goldberg so he could take credit for drawing that house, even though Mm. the the tickets are already sold? Which sounds like a very Hogan thing, doesn't
1: it? And so does your theory.
0: Honestly, <laughs> both, both he theories. He is the ma- Hulk Hogan.
1: Dude. When it comes to politicking, he's yeah. the master. Oh, he yeah. always was. Yeah, like, like he always was. Let me ask you this about Wembley, and we could get off of that for good for this show. What do you think the max is for the turnout?
0: Um, I have a number. I think it depends on their ticket prices. I think they need to go cheaper than like WWE will charge up the butt. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think they could do between fifty and sixty. I, that's what I think.
1: Mine's more team. I'll say 45.
0: Yeah. I, I read online that they say if they can – they believe 40,000 is – if they can get 40,000 tickets, they are overwhelmingly happy with that. That's what I I have read.
1: And they better sell a lot of beer. Yeah. You have to treat this like a college football game. Yep. I yep. mean you better have all the beer in the world right? because they're going to be ready.
0: But you got to figure, too, <laughs> like, yes, it's London, but, I mean, Europe's not – I mean, it's small. Like the United States is this massive piece of land compared to Europe. Like you might get people coming in and traveling from all across the UK. You might get people coming in um, from other parts of Europe because it's, you know, less travel than to go stateside for a big show. Like so they might get a bigger turnout for that first show than if they like came over and then did Wembley later. Like to do Wembley Mm -hmm. for the first show might be the might be the right call.
1: Like, Toronto, that's not the first time they were there. They were there in um, September or October of 2022. Right. And the turnout was good. It wasn't amazing, but they were able... And then they went back to Winnipeg, like, not too long ago. So there's clearly, like, a Canadian, like, connection. Like, they, like they're like AW fans in Canada. I was very surprised at how quickly the Forbidden Door tickets sold out in, for Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. But... I would have to assume that because of how quickly they sold for Chicago, there's this built-in fe- fever of like, oh yeah, this is a big show. You got to get this ticket.
0: Right. Well, you that's know? like why I said I think Europe matters. Like, yes, UK, but let's say, let's say I'm a, a fan of all elite wrestling and I'm in Germany. Well, like going to All Out in Chicago, that's a long trip. That's expensive. But going mm-hmm. to All In in London. I think it's like a two-hour flight from Germany, like that's something that you can do, you know. So I think yes. that they, they don't just look at England; they look at Europe as as a potential uh, target and, base. Here. And
1: we're not vain enough to realize how reactionary these promotions are. I mean, mm-hmm. AEW saw Clash of the Castle and said, "Okay, they win Labor Day weekend, and they got a great they got a great house at, in Wales. Yeah. Like we can do the same, right?" They and also WWE's not going to blow their wad because they're already doing it in. Um, in June with money in the bank. They're not going back there two months later. Right. Because they're going to meet SummerSlam. Yeah. So, uh, in Detroit. So, like, they're just going to, they basically, like, planted flag and said, okay, let's do this. I'm just, Wembley, I mean, everyone's heard that fabled number about SummerSlam 1992, 80,000. Whether it's a real number or not doesn't matter. That place was packed. Man. When you look at it, it was packed.
0: I think that just to, just to infuriate, like, the the fan base that, No matter what AEW does, they're going to hate it. Just to infuriate them, they should just announce 110,000 people in attendance. (laughs) (laughs) Just go full lie with it. Be like 110,000 people.
1: No, here's what they should do. They should take the all-in attendance and the all-out attendance. As one show? As one show. (laughs) We have, so carry the two, 20, (laughs) 87,000. But here's the truth. Let's be real here. How many of those fans that are going to be in Wembley are the same fans in Chicago? No chance. The only Frank. one who might be the same one is Frank the Clown. Yeah, like he's Brock a-
0: Lesnar guy. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> green shirt guy. Yeah. Uh, who I also saw again at WrestleMania. <sighs> if there's one tradition, I'm always going to see green shirt girl guy and green shirt guy guy.
0: Yeah. I wonder whatever happened to some of the ECW people like uh, Hawaiian shirt guy and Rob Faith. Zombie. Remember Faith yeah. No More guy?
1: Yes. Yeah, they all—they uh, <laughs> were fun. I remember when they took King of the Ring 95 hostage. That was hilarious.
0: I watched that was TikTok. the most entertaining part of the show. I watched a TikTok today. It was a clip I had never seen. It was from an ECW show, and they were doing a 10-bell salute for Rick Rude, and someone in the mm-hmm. crowd like booed or something, and the Dudley boys were going nuts on them, and Paul Heyman grabs a microphone. He pulls out his wallet and he counts out 200 bucks. He goes, here, here's twice your money. Get the F out. And they like, the crowd starts chanting and all this stuff. And all I could think is, imagine those ECW wrestlers seeing Paul Heyman with $200 and saying, he does have some money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what's sad? Rick Rude somewhere up there was thinking, that's the way I wanted to go out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Beating the shit out of fans You're and making right. fun of them. Right.
0: It's what Rick would have wanted. But says, <laughs> he pulls the guy into a coma. <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, the, when it comes to like the other shows, like I know we haven't talked too much about like the the episodic product, even though there's a million shows going on. But like, yeah. like Julia Hart and Jay finishing Rampage, I thought was a good touch because it's yeah. Rampage. Match she was cares. not
0: great. I like Julia Hart's entrance, though. I thought that was cool. Like with, the, house the way she stands is. on the ropes and stuff.
1: She mastered that on Dark. Yeah, it's Master- pretty, cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Um. RJ City is now just doing regular interviews yep, um, I like it he's funny. He is funny. Mm-hmm. And then um the other ones that I saw that were kind of fun um Hook got two matches against Ethan Page. I thought the one on Rampage was a little better than the one on Dynamite which was kind of rushed and it had the Matt Hardy turn where he officially joined Hook, which everyone saw coming.
0: Yeah, and so did um oh, I can never remember if it's Quen or Marquay.
1: It's it, um it's um it's Isaiah Cassidy. Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Winneswick. he was
0: he was with Hardy and Hook. So
1: Yes. So yeah. and then we got that whole gimmick still going on with the um the outcast. So they're you know, they're feuding with um Hater and Hater and Rio was mean, not bad. Not a bad no, match. No, that was a very good match. I, they had a good one like right before the first Battle of the Belts, which was Riho versus Britt Baker mm-hmm. back in like early, in the beginning of twenty twenty two. And I remember Hader, before her push happened, she had a match against Rio where Rio beat her. And I, but I thought to myself, man, Jamie Hader's really good. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you see those, like, those those sort of, like, those people sort of... That's why I watch Dark and Dark Elevation. Like, Ring of Honor has kind of been able to step in and bring in some really interesting people for their episodes, like Blake Christian and A.R. Fox and even Zack Sabre Jr. popped up one day on it. But... I always like watching Dark because you just don't know. Like, there's always that those one or two male or female performers where you're like, that one's got something. That one might have a
2: future. Right, right. Like
1: even Harley Cameron. Like Harley Cameron is eye candy for QTV. Mm-hmm. But at least she, I saw her on Dark. Like at least at least it's good to let watch them get a start, and it's fun to watch them grow into something like what Jamie Hater's become. Jamie Hater. You talk about a hero's welcome. Oh yeah! Watch what happens when she goes to London for that show. Yeah,
0: like I've been seeing people fantasy book all these guys, and even us tonight. We're talking about Will Osprey and Zack Saber Jr. Like just Mm -hmm. looking on their own roster, you you put Jamie Hader, you put Pac, and you put Soraya on the show. There you go. You know, like pretty much. I mean, you put all of them on that show. Like, you know why? Like a no brainer.
1: I would have Jamie Hader wrestle Soraya and her entire family. Yeah. It will be a fight against their family, family.
0: <laughs> Pack. Pac, Pac with the Hummer. <laughs>
1: yeah, Pac, Pac hasn't been back yet. Yeah, um, he's,
0: yeah. Well, Jamie Hayter just had some visa issues. So I don't know if Pac, like, I don't know what his deal is.
1: No, it's it's really strange. Um... Uh, John Moxley and uh, Claudio Castagnoli are going to wrestle Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. How do you think that's going to go?
0: Bro, I don't know if I've ever been as hyped for just a brutal squash as I am for this one. I feel like this is going to be really fun.
1: <laughs> is this going to be like Umaga and Colin Delaney? Yeah,
0: I, like that's legit what I'm picturing. <laughs> like, I, like, maybe not as explosive, but just like as brutal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's cool. Um, it just pop, pop.
1: The Taya Valkyrie thing is just kind of spinning its wheels with yeah, feuding she, with Jake do Much for me, yeah. No, she did have the match with Billy Starks uh, Tony Schiavone claimed on our, his podcast that Billy Starks was signed.
0: I think that's smart. She's she's got more of a future than Taya Valkyrie does, you know. And
1: Nick Wayne supposedly will start wrestling in June.
0: Okay, so when, when would he when be? When he like. turns
1: eighteen.
0: Okay. Okay, that
1: makes sense. I'm not sure how good or I haven't watched his stuff in Defy, but uh he's he's supposed to be good. Right. You know, um we'll see. Andrew, I feel
0: like we've jumped all over the place, but I think we covered pretty much all of it. It's been an interesting yeah, couple I mean, of weeks, you know?
1: All access is still doing its thing, but their their episodes they don't really tease much, so you don't know what's really gonna happen. Yeah, I, I, feel feel like,
0: del- I feel like that's something we don't have to cover a lot on our show because it's like a reality show of stuff that was happening five months ago. No, you I know, mean, there's so. some
1: Zapruder there's some Zapruder moments where you look at it and you're like, "Oh, look at that guy. He didn't shake his hand or something. yeah, like right that. exactly right. So. but what they I can tell you this, they're in the timeline where they're ge- getting ready for full gear. That's where they're at right yeah. now. So they're between Grand Slam and full gear. It's right
0: interesting now. that Adam Cole just came back. and in the first episode, he thought he was going to be cleared to go for full gear. So you see how, different the timeline actually ended up being for the guy
1: yeah and you know what's sad he's getting in the car he's in the car getting ready for it and he's like i'm ready for this meeting where if i don't if it doesn't go my way it could be really bad well it obviously it didn't yeah. go his
0: way yeah and his doctor's like absolutely not <laughs> pretty
1: much you know i mean so, that must have been a really really bad pair of concussions that he received when he yeah, did that so I, I mean it's great that he's back what where they're going with it the adam cole run i would have to imagine he'll probably um wrestle a couple more jas people Mm -hmm. um you know i I was kind of guessing he would wrestle kyle riley but that hasn't happened yet i don't know kyle riley's even been cleared
0: i I think Um, they're gonna build i think they're gonna have a program with him and mjf i don't i don't know that he's the one that takes the title off of him but i think that they could i think they see adam cole as big enough to headline a show as a baby face
1: absolutely yeah. Like I mean he is he's a huge star. He is yeah. absolutely And huge
0: I mean star. the injury just gives it. him that that natural baby face thing, you know. You plant him with a stiff DDT and he lays there lifeless. I mean Brian Danielson's shown that you can take real life injuries and milk them for their worth in match, you know.
1: Right. I mean they can go a lot of different directions and also uh BCC, you know, yeah. you could do that too. Yeah. Um I here this is why I'm not sure if the four corners one will be the main event. I can see Elite versus BCC being the main event.
0: Well, that's if uh, If, uh, which one of the bucks Matt Jackson If he's back.
1: Yeah, he's basically trying to rehab it on his own. Yeah. Which is dangerous. Like, that could backfire on you really bad. We saw that with CM Punk, where he tried to hurry back up from a broken foot, and then he overcompensated, and he messed up his, uh, his, uh, tricep. You know, so, you know, the only other things that happened, um, they, they did make some announcements of new shows. Like, we talked about some of the ones that they're, where they're going to Canada. We talked, obviously, about London. Um, Colorado Springs on, uh on june 7th and then washington dc here's the one that's interesting this is june 14th it's in the capital one arena that's the one where the wizards play that's the one where they had the first ever dynamite with fifteen thousand people Mm. so i'm not sure why they're doing that one instead of the smaller one that they usually do but they're kind of they're, they're they're trying to hit up the big arenas more in the summer than they usually do
0: interesting yeah okay question time Yeah. All right, let's get some questions in. All right, Andrew, I already mentioned our possible tag team name, but what would you rather have, a fat ass or a bad attitude?
1: I already have a bad attitude. (laughs) I already have a fat ass. (laughs) Perfect match. Um, You know, a fat ass is easier to get. Yeah. A bad attitude takes a long time to build up. It's a, there's a lot of storytelling that goes into having a bad attitude.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: <laughs> You're not just born with it. You know, it's like animals. They're they're born to love, they're taught to hate. Yeah,
0: if you have a bad attitude, <laughs> less people like you.
1: <laughs> if you I have mean, a badass, ass, everybody listen, listen I Listen, look
0: broke. at Rikishi,
1: who's beloved. <laughs> I saw an old No Mercy from of the Rikishi dance mm-hmm. on social media. That's actually really good. Like like the the like the, the The image is actually really good of, like, the dance. Like, the graphics. Oh, you mean the video game? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it really stands up. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. By the way, Fight Forever, nothing yet. They're kind of delaying still. Fight
0: Forever, (laughs) release date, never. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. Well, I I saw somebody online, it said, I've been a person who's waited for games before, and their release date is December 31st of this year, which is just video game code for, we don't know when this is coming out. They always put it December 31st if they don't have a clue. Um, okay. So that's a bummer, you know. Yeah, but, they should
1: just call it TBD.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <A-W-T-B-D>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew, will it be difficult for Don Cows to pay that NIL deal to recruit Konosuke Takeshita once he gets that medical bill for treating his exposed skull injury at the hands of John Moxley? <laughs>
1: Are you surprised that John Moxley is responsible for exposing Don Callis's skull?
0: No, I feel like that's something that was on his bucket list. Actually. You know
1: how you know how you know how some people want that reputation in pro wrestling of like when this guy gets his hands on you, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. When John Moxley gets his hands on you, bad things. Happen. Yeah, like real
0: life <laughs> bad things.
2: Happen,
1: so. <laughs> no, shout out. We talked. We We joked a little bit about it, but like, yeah, that looked. That looked pretty serious, right. and uh, I'm sure he'll be back in the fold, and I'm sure the the thing will be sort of resurged, and they'll have some, they'll have something where he's recruiting him again as like his new client, yeah. or like he's grooming a new client or something like that. But um, yeah, nil. I just put the nil part in there because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're watching the college sports movement, it's nil is the thing.
0: And it's like sports, it's basically like quick.
1: it's like if there's never a trade deadline <laughs> speaking of
0: sports the hawks are up 13 at the end of the third so it's not looking good for the miami heat right now
1: oh jimmy butler needs about 20 more free throws yeah. where's so, scott where's scott foster we need him
0: if the hawks win this game they're the seven and so they play is it boston the two or is it philly the two
1: um, they they would be the seven seed and they would play Boston, who's the two.
0: Boston, so Philly's the three then. Okay. Philly's
1: the three. They're already set playing the Brooklyn Nets. Who yeah. Don't then, have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And then anymore. you got
0: Knicks, Cavs as the four or five.
1: Yeah, that actually will be an I mean the four five is always an interesting thing. The the one on the west side is uh the Suns yeah, and the Clippers. Clippers. Suns, yeah, And then the the one that I think you're looking forward to and I think Todd Weber's looking forward to, the Warriors and the Kings. Let's yeah. go. Oh, that's gonna be a lot of scoring right there. Listen, as a
0: as a fan of Todd Weber, I'm so thankful that the Kings did not get the Lakers. I felt like that could have been traumatic, uh for no. Kings fans, especially if they went down like two oh, To start, you know,
1: like... Okay, whose punches looked faker? Um, Professional wrestlers or Rudy Gobert?
0: Rudy Gobert sucks, dude. Didn't it
1: hit him in the chest?
0: Yeah, and he... If you read body language, his teammates hate him. Like, they don't like him.
1: I I also love the one where it's like... Okay, let me just say this. So, supposedly, Rudy Gobert swung at him and he... The, the justification that his agent sent to Janowski is basically – and Shams is like, well, he called him a bitch. I'm like, oh my god, if MJF was his teammate, MJF would be dead. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> MJF would have been thrown into a river right. after all the stuff he would have said.
0: Uh, I mean, hey, since we're talking about the NBA, Andrew, the NBA play-in tournament begins you know, as we're recording. Uh, and then the playoffs. Do you prefer best-of-seven series or knockout rounds in professional wrestling?
1: I actually like best of 7. I like the idea of like you have to prove yourself. I think
0: 7 can be really a bit best. long. I think 5 might be the sweet spot. Best of 5s mm-hmm. like they Knockout
1: the... I don't like knockout tournaments. I still have PTSD from Ricky Steamboat not getting Randy Savage in WrestleMania 4 because I yeah,
0: yeah, Greg Valentine. <laughs>
1: and he, let me say this too. The reason why I didn't bring up round robins in this question is we saw that in Starrcade 89 and it fucking sucked.
0: <laughs> round I mean Robin that's what the G1 years. is every year so. <laughs> round robins so. i
1: hate round robin like i you lose and you should be done like if you're gonna be in a tournament like that but uh gotcha. i mean single elimination's fine i i guess you know give me an old battle royal
0: for me it all depends on who's in there like i might not want to see these guys wrestle five times
1: what if we had a round robin battle royal where if you're eliminated you can go back in because you have to be eliminated time? <laughs> by
0: another person <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a that would be like it's not even the reverse battle royal because isn't the reverse battle royal it's supposed to be like if you get in the ring yeah. you're eliminated <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah round
0: robin battle royals you win once you've eliminated all nineteen <laughs> other a guys a best of seven you elim- specifically battle- have to
1: do it <laughs> what if we had a best of seven battle royal? <laughs> it would be the longest battle royal it would it would beat George Hackenschmidt versus Ed Strangler <laughs> Lewis is the longest match of all time. <laughs>
0: Tony, we know your list, please. This is a joke. This is a joke idea. <laughs>
1: do not do a best-of-seven battle royal in London. They will riot.
0: <laughs> so we've got the card set. It's one match. <laughs>
2: all right. Uh... And Johnny Kane is going to win. <laughs> Go <over>. home. <laughs> uh, hey, Andrew, is
0: it low-hanging fruit of the next turn in the QTV angle? Is it all of them are being financed by Aaron Solo's girlfriend, who is the WWE resident tea sipper, Bailey? Eh.
1: I mean, do you like Aaron Solo getting kind of character work on the QTV stuff?
0: I don't care. I I just I just tune it out like
1: it, it's oh yeah, it's dumb stuff. So there was yeah. only one funny part. There was one funny part. Um, Harley Cameron starts laugh. You know how they do the thing where they do the really bad joke and yeah. everybody laughs at yeah. it. There was one where Harley Cameron starts laughing and Aaron Solo immediately like puts, uh, um, does breath spray in her mouth. <laughs> 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 that made me laugh. But yeah, the the jokes are terrible. We haven't seen Warlow. I guess they're just kind of like keeping him underneath so that they can unleash him. To revenge on Hobbs, even though Hobbs is wrestling people like Silas Young on this dynamite and stuff, but maybe they're getting ready for Double or Nothing and trying to keep it keep that angle fresh. Gotcha. But um, like Harley Cameron's breath. But um, <laughs> the Bailey thing kind of popped up because there were rumors that she might be unhappy. Mm. Um, but she's back on Raw, so you know what are you gonna do? Gotcha. It's hard to turn down money, man.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um. Someone offered me to do a WWE podcast side. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, hey, someone speculated that John Cena sandbagged Austin Theory, which is wrestling terms are going through the motions. Which AEW wrestler could have a really good match against an actual sandbag? Darby Allen. Darby was my first choice. Orange Cassidy was
1: my second choice. Like, a Saint, like it would be, like, imagine Spider-Man and Saiyan Man, like, in those panels. Like, who would who would actually be able to just, like, run around somebody and have a great match? Like, right. that would be, that's what I'm envisioning. Yeah, but let me ask you this. You saw Night 2. That was John, no, wait a minute. Night, John Cena's Austin Theory's Nine, Night 1, so you may not have seen it. A lot of people think Cena basically phoned it in.
0: Yeah, I read that it was not very good. No,
1: so. it was the worst part of that whole Of that first night You know it was like It just Just didn't give The only thing about Seeing that disappointed me With that one is that He's sort of known For giving his best effort And he absolutely Did not give his best effort Yeah Like that was the sad part
0: His hair is not giving Its best effort anymore
1: (laughs) Well the back of it is (laughs) Yeah (laughs) It's it's, it's
0: like Kevin Durant levels At this point
1: Now now his His bank account Is getting a lot of Max effort right Right.
0: now (laughs) (laughs) Right
1: By the Uh, end By the time we're done Talking on this show He's probably going to be Running the DC Universe
0: Right Andrew, uh, who do, what do you expect to happen first? Vince McMahon finally leaving the wrestling business or Donald Trump going to prison?
1: I don't think Donald Trump's ever going to prison. Do I you think, think that's all a giant grift.
0: Do you think it's all a work and he's going to show up a, with a altered voice and feud with this Vince McMahon as nails? <laughs> you
1: sent me to prison. I was shocked he showed up for the arraignment. To be quite honest with you, I yeah. thought he was going to show the arraignment. Okay, the
0: craziest part—I think you texted me that he weighs two hundred seventy pounds. I'm like, bull crap. <laughs> there ain't no way that guy only weighs two seventy <laughs> unless he's <laughs> five three. <laughs>
1: they said he's six foot, which yeah. I can believe because when he stood toe to toe with Vince, he was a little taller than him. I want to yeah. say, you know, and, ta- and Vince is not a short guy. I don't think Vince McMahon will ever leave the wrestling business. Like that, I think he never just, he decided not to do anything different when he left WWE because I think he always had it in mind. I'm like a succession type of thing. Like I run this place. I'm not going anywhere. I think if he really, truly knew that he was out in WWE, he would have started to do something on his own.
2: Yeah.
0: I really do. Got too many employees he wants to have sex with. So which is,
1: which is sad because I think he despises professional wrestling. Yeah. He loves money, hey, we've and been. that's what this was all about, money. We got one more question. Okay.
0: Is it a benefit to have a best friend to talk through your match and fine-tune it the way Sky Blue and Queen Amanata. I don't know if I'm saying that right, ha- have? um Because they had a surprisingly good dark match on Dark. They're best friends, and so since they're best friends, they talked about it all kinds. And uh, they posted some pictures on Instagram. Andrew, do we recreate this photo if we ever meet? <laughs>
1: Oh no. <laughs> I don't think I could pick anybody up like. That. <laughs> um no, maybe and maybe they're just teasing people. Like we saw this with Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan where yeah. they got hot and bothered like they're lesbians and it, no. But yeah. um by the way, shout out to Rhea Ripley. I thought she had the best match I saw in WWE the whole weekend. Um <laughs> the one against Charlotte. But um Anyways, like, I saw the match, and I heard, and then I read up on it, and it turned out they're really, they're pretty close, Queen Amanana and uh, Sky Blue, and I saw the match, I was like, man, that's pretty stiff, and, like, they're really going after it, and it looked like they really rehearsed it, like, backwards and forwards, and it doesn't feel forced. I think there is something, like, knowing someone really well, like, say, like, you had a best friend in the playground, and if you rehearse certain spots, I bet y'all executed it better than two people who didn't really talk to each other much. Sure, yeah. You know, I think there is something to like. You know, people call it the Randy Savage method, where like you would go to Randy's house, or Randy would like go through the match book, move by move, script by script, and to the point that you couldn't mess it up because you literally memorize it. I don't think that's necessarily the worst idea. That's why when people get pissy and I mean, the about the
0: same way, yeah.
1: That's why when people get pissy and moan about the high spot type of things, like, God, why do they spend so much time memorizing spots? I'm like, that's no different than 1987. Right. Like, this is how wrestling was. The only difference was there was more time to fill with rest holds and, you know, doing, like, sports entertainment stuff, have whereas you, now they want to fill it with moves. That's have you the
0: noticed difference. that, like, older guys seem more grumpy than ever? Like, old Their guys art, in wrestling are just grumpy turds now.
1: I think— I think it's vanity. I think they just don't like the fact that they're not in the spotlight anymore. Yeah, I, I you know why I Mercedes you know why Mercedes Monet is really happy? She's on top. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, you know why CM Punk was really, really happy for a while in AEW? He was on top. Yeah. Like everybody's happy on top. Like let me say this it's about AJ Styles. He had a quote where he said, If the top guy's doing well, we're all doing well He said no. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> Answer the way that Vince McMahon said that C N B C interview where he looked like Gomez Adams, um, yes and no. Like, I think some people are happy that the company's doing well, but at the end of the day, they're probably looking at this saying, fuck, I wish I was in that spot,
2: Yeah. you know?
0: Uh, hey, I'm going to give you one question that's not on the list. Um, Dark sure. Side of the Ring. Do you ever watch Dark Side of the Ring?
1: Absolutely. I love it. Okay, season four episodes will
0: include uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, Mike Awesome, Magnum TA, Chris Candido and Tammy, uh, Abdullah the Butcher, the Sandman, Marty Janetti, who... Is on your Dark Side of the Ring bucket list episode that hasn't already been done?
1: That hasn't already been done, so I, I, I know most of the topics they've already hit on. So g- you give me one, and I'll while I think about it.
0: Okay. Um. Hmm, man, I didn't think of one before I asked you. Um, <laughs> I mean, those are some good. They ones. already and-
1: did one about. They did already did one about George Saharian. That was the one I really didn't know much about.
0: Yeah, the the Saharian trial stuff.
1: The best one was Snooka. Snooka was the best one. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say... I, I I do not want to watch the Chris Candido and Tammy one. I think that one will be a real... That's going to be
1: depressing. I think that'll Especially be a real Especially the fact bummer. that Tammy Sitch basically killed somebody with her car. Yeah, I think that... Was it Darby to... Allen
0: Is that who she hit? Is that too much?
1: <laughs> so Darby Allen, <laughs> Darby <laughs> Allen got run over by a car in New York City. He's and JR's like, purpose. yeah, I, I need to tell people that Darby Allen got run over by a damn car! <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, He's, is he making that up? And then right. they showed his back. I'm like, no, he actually got run over by a car. Freaking Darby, what a psycho. Um, but, um, hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like... Black... Uh, I got it. Black Saturday.
0: Black Saturday? Okay.
1: When uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling got bought by Vince McMahon. Yeah. Okay. And they were threatening to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the story where Vince McMahon would go to the interview round saying, all of them wanted me thrown in a river. That yeah. was that was because of Black Saturday. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Okay. So,
0: All right. I think that's about it. Um, if you are listening, f- please feel free to like, subscribe, download. I don't know what you're supposed to do with these podcasts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I but, think you subscribe but, to the feed. You can't subscribe to our show specifically. I don't know.
1: Maybe you can. Yeah, you go, no You do. You do the no so feed, but they yeah. do have handles where you can just go to the archives of that specific episode. There's uh, a there's so much on the North South connections. I've had me. to
0: unsubscribe to some podcast feeds because I didn't know you could listen to specific shows. Like one of my favorites is Rob has a Rob has a podcast because I like like reality mm-hmm. shows like Survivor and The Amazing Race and Big Brother. And he does shows on yep. that, but they have so much content like they drop like four episodes a day through their network, so I have to unsubscribe. Right. Like
1: like for example, like Barstool, I don't like Barstool that much, but there's a couple people there that I really like. Yeah. But I don't like everything about them. Right. You know, exactly. you have to like you have to like pick your hill to die on. Yeah. You know, it was
0: a really good show that I listened to for a minute and they stopped doing it was uh The Save by the Bell podcast with Uh, Zach Morris. Oh,
1: Zach to the future.
0: Yeah, and they didn't make it all the way through. I don't know why it stopped, but it was good. I really enjoyed. Well, I mean, Dustin.
1: I think Dustin Diamond's death put a hamper on it all. Oh, is that
0: really what happened?
1: Uh, I think it happened while he was doing the show. Oh, I know that. Okay. Um, do you think William Regal wants to get back in the podcast? (laughs)
0: <laughs> which wrestler do you think would have the best podcast, and which wrestler do you think would be the worst podcast?
1: This is one where this is one where Twitter can Twitter can be a great thing, but it can also be a really bad thing because you get to see the worst of people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that William Regal showed his worst side. He just he seemed to be having a bad day. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, and I, we don't know the specific reasons why, but it seemed like he just wasn't having a good time on like. About eh, somewhere right after WrestleMania, somewhere yeah. right after right <laughs> after that.
0: Imagine that he was his his entire job at WrestleMania weekend was to get a mustache trimmer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the, it was probably the fact that he realized that they're going to be in Wembley Stadium. and He's not a part of it. All in it. <laughs> <laughs> All in it.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, Andrew. Okay. In character only, not like the guy playing the character. In character wrestlers only, best podcast, worst podcast that you can think of.
1: The best podcast yeah. in, in character only? Yeah, like uh, worst Santana- podcast Santana-
0: in character would probably be Kamala,
1: right? Because keeps <laughs> speaking. <laughs> worst podcast. Oh, um, that would. Uh, Dominic?
0: Okay. All right.
1: I oh, don't know. Dominic is a great heel now. I can't really lie about that. Yeah, man, um, I saw a 20... clip.
0: I don't know if that noise was piped in or not, but that dude was getting deafening. Yeah,
1: um, t- uh, 2004 World Champion Triple H. Oh. If he oof. was, if he had podcasts, it would be like JJ Dillon level boring. Man, um,
0: you know, for best,
1: you know, Santino Morello would be fun. Santino'd
0: be good. And you know who? Like, talk about like these old timers that come off bitter. Man, if Bobby Heenan was still around. A oh Bobby Heenan Christ. podcast
1: would be so good, dude. I have got to find this for you. There is this amazing impersonator that does the voices of Gorilla Monsoon, Mean Gene O'Connell, and Bobby Heenan, huh. and he has them pat, and he like basically tells blue jokes and they like respond to each other because he does like voice memos. It is so good. I'm gonna have to find it for you. That's I mean, awesome. this guy sounds just like them. Like it's almost like if you if you don't even think about it, it sounds like Bobby, Gene, and Gorilla. Ow. Andrew, somebody just Uh threw a
0: rubber chicken at me. (laughs) What If
1: you just lost the main event of WrestleMania, is that the first thing you want to see? A rubber chicken? (laughs) I don't know, man. First thing I want to see is my paycheck, I think. I thought the gobbledygooker was trying to get a pinfall on him.
0: Do you think Boris Johnson is the one that threw the rubber chicken?
1: (laughs) Well, as Boris Johnson once said, May you suck, may you suck, May you suck, she really sucks!